the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. That's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. Well, what's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr.comer on WEI.com. Back for another edition of the Off Day Podcast. And speaking of off days, Ryan Hannibal enjoying the islands of Hawaii on his honeymoon for two weeks. So that voice you hear is a uh, previous guest of the Off Day Pod, a very popular guest, backed by, well, my demand anyway. I don't know if there was popular <laughs> I, demand. I, I, probably not. Mike Giardi, NFL Network, friend of the show. Mike, we are going to start not where you think. Oh. We're going to avoid saying that name and that situation for a little while. Okay. We're going to start what I think is a positive, because that situation could be a negative down the road. <laughs> yes. Nick Casario reportedly has inked a multi-year extension to remain with the Patriots, so as soon as... Billy O'Brien got full control with the Houston Texans. That landing spot, that musical chair was gone. And I think this is a huge positive in coup for the New England Patriots. Thoughts? Yeah, I would agree completely. And it's not just because of what he does in personnel and in scouting, but I think it's also the eyes that he brings to the table as a coach. And it's a unique situation, which is why I think the Houston job appealed to him to a certain degree because I think Billy O'Brien, he'd been in Billy O'Brien's ear as well. Right. As, the, as an assistant coach, if you will, and that was probably the one place that he could go where that was an easy sell. I'm going to do the same thing I did for the Patriots, for the Texans, because Bill knows it. Um, but to have him, I think, very well respected in that regard as well as a coach, I, I just think to have that eye, those eyes around and that consistency is huge. And look, I, 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 we know that Bill overrules people and calls the shots and all that thing, but, but we're at the point again with with Nick like we were with Scott Pioli where there can be pushback. Right. And he's comfortable giving pushback and giving, hey, I, don't, I think you're crazy to do that or, or whatever, however you want to characterize the conversation. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty important to bring him back in the fold. Are you surprised? Are you supr- did you think at any point that he just wanted to leave or was it specific to, I would like to go to Houston, that's not available, sure I'd like to stay? I think that he wanted to go to Houston. And I think you saw that when they tried to – renegotiate a deal with him during the season. Right. And I think it was Mike Garofolo from NFL Network who was like, yeah, they tried, and he didn't want anything to do with it. So you're like, well, clearly he's still upset about how it went down in the, in the summer, and he's still eyeballing Houston and that potential. But as I talked to a lot of people familiar with the Houston situation, Billy likes his power. Well, who and, wouldn't? Right. And now he's got, he's got it all. Uh, and they went all in, which I thought was an interesting thing too when they – when they decide to, you're trading all these future assets for, for current players, Tunsil obviously, but now you got to pay him, and Kenny Stills, and bringing in all these variety of people, that I, I wondered too from that perspective if it made the job less attractive for someone like Nick because now you're saying, oh, well, yeah, well, you can be the GM, but <laughs> we, we don't have any first and second round picks for years. Right. You know, good luck with that. Right. Good luck with trying to build up a roster. So is there did this have to be done now with his contract expiring after the draft for him to be a right-hand man for arguably the most important offseason in Patriots history mm-hmm. through the topic we'll talk about later <laughs> and then all the other free agents and the draft and whatever you're going to do as you try to reinvent yourself however that is did this have to happen now for him to be in that right-hand man role or could they have proceeded with a normal offseason with him giving his input bill making the final call and then him deciding after the draft i mean i'm sure from a from a just a sheer comfort and trust perspective getting it done early is better for all parties and better for moving forward like 
you know, if there's any lingering ill will or bad feelings, is Bill going to listen to him like he did before? Right. Is Nick going to offer his opinions that maybe, not, you know what, I'm not, they don't respect me enough to give me an extension. It's human nature. I know everybody says, sulky, like, sulky. well, I mean, I think everybody thinks, like, oh, well, you're a professional. You just come in. Yeah, give me a break. I'm yeah. not. I sulk. Everybody does. And yeah. you, We're all human beings except Bill. Right. And you, well, he's and, not. And even, well, even he. Although can, he looks like a human being. You've been following uh, Linda on Instagram? Yes. And they're on vacation right Virgin now. Islands I uh, took yeah, from yeah, the yeah. beer she was holding in her hand. Yeah. Looked very nice wherever yes, it was. Yes, I know. You know what I'm a little disappointed about? I was hoping it was Hawaii. And I was hoping some night at dinner, <laughs> Ryan Hannibal looked to his right, and Bill looked to his left, and said, what <laughs> the f*** are you doing here? Yeah, that would have been, been a story. And you know Ryan wouldn't have said anything. Oh, God, no. And Bill wouldn't have said anything because he's not real sure who he is. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have said anything. And so, because like me, if I was, I, I would say something stupid and awkward, because I would feel the need. Well, Bill, Bill how about those waves, Bill? Huh? Bill in those social settings. You saw the TMZ video of the Super Bowl with him and Patricia coming out. Of the well, his bodyguard right? helped him. Yeah, his bodyguard's a head coach of another team, which is weird. <laughs> right. But his bodyguard stepped in. Yeah. For him. But it was that was an awkward interaction. Yeah. And Linda tries to lighten it by, I, you know, he's not going to answer. Yeah. So why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so Bill Belichick and all the coaches apparently getting a little. Uh, R&R before yeah. they start the, the this week. combine and those types of things. That's good for them. So I, I think the Nick Casario returning in conjunction with Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. that's pretty big. Yep. Like I don't know how you measure that moving forward, but if you lose Dante Scarnecchia and Josh McDaniels, and everybody thought McDaniels was gone, right? I think yes. everybody presumed, maybe even Josh himself most likely. Um, yeah, you're that th- way. Yes. So if you lose those guys and then you lose Nick, you have a 67-year-old coach who spent a lot of time on defense last year. Now he's spending a lot of time on offense. Now he's spending a lot of time in personnel meetings. And, you know, Monty Ossonfort, what's his status? Uh, contract's up at the end of May. So he's still here. He's in the awkward uh, stage of how much do they trust me to do and how much do I trust well, to remember, do for they them? denied Houston the rights to Correct. talk to him. That was their two summers ago. So maybe he'll sign an extension. Everybody gets denied <laughs> by Houston and then decides to stay. Um, but I just think that would have been a really – tough road to hoe if you lose all of those. So I think from that perspective, all, getting Casario back, you're at least solid footing as you embark on whatever's going on over the next month and a half. And you piggyback it on all the, the departures in the coaching staff last year. So yes. If, oh, if, yeah. If, if you had gone back-to-back losing as many people as we, you know, coming into this offseason that they thought you are going to lose based on what you lost last year, too, right. I mean, that's, that's a pretty hard reset from a coaching and front office perspective that now to some degree, they've avoided. And would probably have been magnified because at least defensively you returned a good unit with good veteran presence that Mayo and Belichick and those guys could work with. You're returning an offense that you didn't really like a year ago, yeah. and now you're saying your two most important oh, coaches. Were they? That's what the coach said, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. What was their strength again? Uh, punting. P- punting <laughs> yes. and uh, not taking sacks and not turning the ball over. Yes. Those are not strengths. No, no, no. Those are avoiding weaknesses, but yes. those are not strengths. So, okay, so let's get into it. We've avoided it long enough. Tom Brady is? We made it, uh, I think, seven minutes. Well, it's kind of dumb. It's the, <laughs> it's the biggest story in sports history. Yeah. Tom Brady's future. Can I give you my little, um, I don't know, comparison or whatever this is called? Yeah, go ahead. So the game of chicken, right? You know how chicken is played with yes. cars and you're driving towards each other mm-hmm. and you start out a certain distance and it's really easy because you're far away. Yep. I wouldn't have you do it because you have issues on the road. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're, you're having a game of chicken yeah. and in the driver's seat of one car, Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, in his passenger seat is someone by the name of Robert Kraft. Maybe in the back seat there's somebody by the name of Jonathan Kraft. I would guess. 
In the other car, in the driver's seat, Tom Brady. Passenger seat, Giselle. Oh. Rear seat, maybe Yee. Or Alex. Alex. Both. Yeah, probably. Maybe Tom Curran. Who knows? Who's back there? <laughs> <laughs> so those two cars, they started out last summer, right? They're both accelerating. Oh, but it's easy. Oh, it's easy. We're doing this. We're playing. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be franchised. Oh, here's $8 million. It's one year, blah, blah. And then the season comes, and then the season ends, and it's, well, I want Tom to either retire, or pay, either be a Patriot or retire. And Tom says, yeah, I want to be a Patriot. And if I'm not a Patriot, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we're all just playing along pushing it off. Bill wasn't prepared to talk about it. I don't know why. Mm. Seems like he's been coming for a while. I think he'd be prepared, but he wasn't. So they're coming, and the cars are getting closer. The cars are getting closer. The cars are getting closer. At what point does anybody in either car, whether it's the particulars, the driver, or somebody in a passenger seat reach for that steering wheel? Because I think there's two reasons the steering wheel would be reached for. I think the New England Patriots car, with Bill Belichick driving and Robert Kraft in the seat, Bill's got his hand, hands behind his head and is just enjoying the ride. It's it's like it's tied in. He's going straight no matter what. Yeah. And Robert's like, uh, are we really doing this? Uh, are we really doing this? Uh, are we really doing this? But swerve out of the way. Don't do it. See, I think the other car, you have Tom Brady who, nah, I'm not going to swerve. Yeah, I can do this. And then his hands slowly move up the steering wheel and he's starting to sweat a little bit. He's starting to shake a little bit. And he's just about to swerve out of the way. Giselle says, the hell you are, and grabs that wheel and straightens it back out. We're not losing a game to this mf'er. You like it? I do like it. I do, I've been saying, I've been saying for months now that this this thing, this very thing, this is a game of chicken. Right. When they didn't give him the extension, actually two years in a row, and then he had to argue with them over getting a raise. Right. And we we had heard the we had heard the the reports. Um, and I don't know if he would have gone through with it, but I believe it that at least he was considering it or threw it in their face that I'm not going to Detroit right. for joint practices and I'm not going to Tennessee for joint practices until you do something about this deal. So they gave him the extra $8 million. Talk about the biggest story in sports. Tom Brady's holding out? Right. What's that now? Yeah. Uh, I'm being told Tom Brady's holding out. Yeah. I don't really believe it, but I'm just going to say it. Like That would have been massive. 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 Especially in light of he's always been the guy who said, I'll take less. Right. And he even said it last year after the championship on the couch with Jimmy Kimmel. Like, well, I don't have to make every last dollar because I understand the idea is to right. build the best possible team around me. And he made, didn't he make a joke about his wife making a lot of money? Yes, he did. He fueled that idea. Because yes. a lot of fans like to throw, what does he want? His wife makes more than he does, yeah. all that. And he fueled that with that. For sure. Um, which is why I think based off of that, then the notion uh, you know, thrown out by guys like William McGinnis, who obviously knows him really well, I'm, he, he's done with hometown discounts. This is, if they don't want to pay him, then he's going somewhere else. And he gets the rework deal where it's no tag. I'm going to be a free agent. And I love how this is being spun now. I don't, Robert and Jonathan. Robert want wanted him, that. They want him. He to, earned that yes, right. Yes, he's earned that right. Well, luckily, he won't have to go anywhere because your network has reported that they're going to go in excess of $30 million yeah, a year. I don't believe that. <laughs> I didn't believe it the second it left his lips. I pretty much reached. Does anybody believe it? I'm sure fans are holding on. And that is why it. it was stated. Thing it was a preemptive strike. If he leaves, yeah. what did you want us to do? We right. were willing to go $30 million. You weren't, but it's already out there. Once well, once that, it's out and, there. And, look, this is why I came over the top of that right away. And, look, I'm not – Ian didn't make that up. Someone, no. Uh, someone very important told oh, him no. that. They put their hand right up his butt, moved his mouth, <laughs> and said $30 million. But, but I was told 
at least when it comes to the New England Patriots, Tom doesn't need $30 million plus because he understands, A, again, he understands their cap situation. He understands now what he's done by the, the dummy years on the contract and right. the potential of the dead money. Uh, you know, $13 million if he gets to free agency. Right. Six and a half if they work something out, they can spread out. But it's, that's, a, that's maybe two players at $13 million. That's certainly one good player at 6.5. Sure. When you're looking to, as I was told, it's more about the weapons around him. He wasn't satisfied with what he had around him. Then you can't grab every last dollar. And and he knows this in his in his head. He knows I can't take thirty. I probably can't. He probably can't take twenty six, twenty seven. Right. Well, it depends on how you break it down. Whether he considers any like the dead money as part of his tab for that year. Right. Because they can also do the dummy years again. Sure. They can make the contract work in a way that the first-year cap number is not huge. If, if he gets a free agency even, and it's $13 million, that's a, they can work with it. I know, but that's a, t- that's a tough. Well, they're kicking the can down the road. That's a tough, tough nut to swallow. They are kicking the can down the again, road. Because, you're, again, you're losing. Not only are you costing yourself players in acquisition to help bolster what he wants to have bolstered, but you're losing. We already kind of accept the fact. I think you're, I think you're with me here. Tooney's gone. Yes. Van Noy's gone. Yes. McCourty probably gone. Probably, but we'll see. Yeah, right. That could be a lesser game of chicken. I'm not sure he wants to go. He probably doesn't. I'm not sure they really want him to go. Right, but I don't think they want to pay him $11 million. And quite frankly, the way he played this past year, he probably earned himself another $11 million. He might be coming off his best year. Yeah, it was terrific. I thought he was overpaid for a while. He wasn't overpaid last year. He was very good last year. I actually think the last two years he's played really good football for them, and obviously he's durable. And look, again, this could all be attached to Brady, too. If Brady leaves... Then there's more money. Okay, so we keep saying the if and the when. When's the if and when's the when? We had Adam Schefter throwing a number of March 1st out there. You know, I think yeah, something somebody probably, needs to know something. Yeah, I don't think that's – I think they can literally take this up to whatever. What's the what's the, the end of the league year is the 17th? Right. I think they can take this right up to then. What's the and deal? And we know that's what they do. Right. This is what Bill does. Bill right. will push everything off forever because he likes this game of chicken. He likes the awkwardness. He thinks the awkwardness, he can win the awkward game. He can win the there's, deadline there's game. There's no question right? he can win the awkward this game. This stare down, whether it's a stare down in a press conference with you or a stare down with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. he feels like, I'm going to win the stare down. I'm good at it. That's what I do. I don't care. Yep. That's the beauty of not caring. Now, I don't know if he truly doesn't care. There's a, deep down, there's a part of me that thinks they both want to break up and that they're both afraid to do it. Or yes. something can, in that weird can, nature. Can we just Let's just put this out there and, again, because of the aggregators, we should. I should specifically say, this is just you and I. Oh, you don't want Fox News reporting this like yeah, Christian right. Fourier? This is Mike Giardi of NFL Network and Andy Hart of WEI, two guys talking with a microphone. This is based on, look, i got dribs and drabs of information. I'm sure Correct. you do too. But just if you're asking me what my gut feeling is, my gut feeling is exactly what you said. Tom's had enough. Bill's had enough. Robert probably hasn't had enough. No. And it's going to hurt him. Yes. But from a football perspective, these two guys, the coach and quarterback, we've done this all together. What more is there to do? You know what? I'm tired of you not giving me the, you know, we're hearing the love and respect and appreciation. And Bill's saying, I'm tired of you MFing every little thing we do behind my back and being moody all year long as you were this year and and not saying nice things and trying to build up the young players that we're trying to put out there for you and and putting it out there that we didn't do enough for you this year. When, oh, yeah, we did. We gave Antonio Brown an albatross of a contract that didn't work. 
we traded for the guy that you wanted, which basically he told us he wanted. Right. He didn't refute the notion that that's the player he told them to go ahead, right. go get a Muhammad Tanu. And then yet, three weeks into it, Tanu's hurt. And then Tom's like, eh, he's not that good. Do you think, because I believe, you know, you hear the snippets of the Detroit, Tennessee thing and the little blah, this, and whispers of why does everybody keep saying they didn't get, you know, they left him with no talent. I think there's a lot more going on behind those scenes. And there may be some, I won't say a Red Sox-like hit piece if Brady were to leave. I think there will be dirty laundry that will be aired if they do indeed divorce and break up. I think there's more to this story behind the scenes than we've ever really seen or acknowledged. Well, no one, you know, look, it was, it was, it was sport around here for people to just grill Seth Wickersham and that piece from a couple years ago was being false. And then, really, it wasn't. I mean, maybe there were a couple details in there that someone fed Seth the wrong info on. But by and large, what was discussed was real and fair. And actually, if you if you take off your fan hat and the the notion that oh the you know what they say publicly is is that 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 that's what they mean privately, which as we well know is horse bleep. Yep. um, Especially for someone like in particular on Tom's side who while not always great with the PR, is still trying to be great with the PR. And cares. Yes. Um, that when you're together with someone for that long and you're coached in a certain manner for that long, there's no way that, that there isn't going to be – the word they used was friction. There's no way there's not going to be friction. Right. And it well, builds it was up. anybody. Yes. If you and I did a show together a hundred times, there'd be friction. We would have good fights. Yeah. I mean, look, I worked with Curran, and we all know Tom is uh, a <sighs> very – very intense guy. Um, Tom and I did some unbelievable television together. Unbelievable. Humble brag. No, we did. Like so you just you, you, you do just it for twenty brag. years, you know, like, hey, what we just did there, man, like damn, that was great. But there were times we hated each other. Right. And that's that's the real reality of a relationship. Yeah. Over yeah. a long haul. Tom and I used to sit in an office half the size of this office right here that we're in right now recording this studio and you know, that's that's a right. being close proximity with someone for six months like that. So were you Belichick or Brady? I'm more of a love guy than he is, so I yeah. was probably Brady. I think you're Brady in that yeah. relationship. Yeah. Better looking, a totally. little nicer. Little, yeah, Tom's a little a edgy. Little nicer? A lot nicer. You're right. <laughs> a lot nicer. Okay. But, but I appreciate, you know, like, again, you, you come away from that relationship. I did, and it was like I was better for it yeah, but than in, not. No one cares if you two break up. Right. But this one may do. Lots of people care if Bill Belichick and Tom Brady break up. I wrote a column on the website the other day. I don't know if you watched the Drew thing. Did you watch the Drew uh, Better with AG60? I did not. I did not. And basically the, the point of my column was if you took Robert's words from what he thought of 2001 where he's talking about Drew was upset and I was upset and I talked to Bill and I talked to Drew and I could have stopped it. And, you know, I just, especially at that time, he said, especially at that time, I could have stopped it, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because he's saying, is he less capable, willing, able to stop it now because Belichick has 20 years of success and yes. winning and cachet and yeah. rope and all that. But the, the comments are the same. Even Drew's, while it was injury, is saying, you don't lose your job unless somebody else comes along and produces at a lesser number. And if Brady is now NFL.com, your people. Never heard of any of the people that ranked it, but did a ranking of the quarterbacks in the National Football League, and Brady was 14th. Mm-hmm. If you're the 14th best quarterback, but you want to be paid like the third best quarterback or the fifth best quarterback, Bill Belichick Wesleyan economics major says, does not compute, does not compute. Can I find somebody to be okay? 
get back to the Wickersham thing, the whole idea that he thinks if he has just an average quarterback, he can win. Right. I'd like to see him try that, by the way, because I don't think it's going to happen. Well, because you you very well could see that in, in starting in in September. Or you could see him with a below average quarterback trying to win. Oh, and the defense might also be below average because half of its players are playing elsewhere somewhere. Yep. And oh, by the way, your running back's not that good, and your weapons are still questionable. So. The quarterback will take the blame, but it the may quarterback not be his might fault. throw it to those guys and not freeze them out like the guy that was there this oh, year. Oh, so we're starting that. We're going to start ripping Brady, huh? What's good enough what? for twenty years isn't good enough anymore. I don't know. Well, he's been like that for a decade. So sure. is he a dink or is he not a dink? And has he been a dink for a decade? I just don't know why we, you know, when when so he completed fifty nine percent of his passes from week three on. Okay, that's a pretty large sample size, right? Yeah, that's not good either. Uh, and pro football focus. 30 years ago, that might have been okay. Yeah, pro football focus just did a thing last night. Uh, Sam Monson was like, yeah, the numbers sucked. But when I went back and watched every throw and every pass, I think he's still good. And it really came down to they didn't surround him with weapons. I will agree to thinking that he's still good. Sure. And so what I had done was, and what I've been doing sort of over the last whatever few weeks is, Never mind here. I don't want to hear what people here have to say. I think we, we know what people here believe. Right. I was asking around the league, scouts, front office guys, like, what do you see when you see Braden? And I tweeted it last night, and I, it, everybody still sees him as a good quarterback. I, don't, I hadn't talked to one person that was like, I think he's playing again. N- no one thinks that. And they, and they all also say, you see moments of greatness st- still in there. Sure. But the big word for pretty much every one of them, was sustainability. Is it sustainable? He's going to be 43. He dealt with elbow, uh, foot, knee, ankle, Achilles. There's been all these things that have happened to him. Yep. And yes, Couldn't he, get on the practice field. Bill yet, made us know that. Yes, he plays every game. When no one's questioning his toughness, his willingness to fight through this stuff, to do what it takes to play, but it has impacted his performance. I think you saw it two years ago, that six-game stretch near the end of the year. Um, when they were a hot mess and lost two games in a row in December for the first time since 2000. Um, he wasn't the same guy. He was doing weird things on the football field, yep. the knee, all that stuff. It impacted him. And it, therefore, it impacted their performance offensively. They weren't as good as they could have been. And, yeah, they found it again, and they won a Super Bowl. But did they win it fully on Brady's arm? Gotcha. No. And then this past year, I mean, the variety of things. that The elbow is a thing now forever. Correct. And so, as it's been described to me, the tennis elbow, that's a degenerative condition. That doesn't mean his elbow's going to fall off like Roethlisberger's did. Right. But it has to be managed, though. And there are days where it feels good, and there are days when it doesn't. That's called being old. Cincinnati, it didn't feel good. He was right. a disaster. Right. Miami, didn't feel good. And that's where good. you get into, he didn't miss any time. I think Bill says, the hell he didn't. Right. He's my quarterback. Um, I can give you three Fridays when I needed him, and he wasn't out there. Right. And I think in Bill's mind... We only, I said this to Mutt last night on uh, WEEI, that Bill, we, we focus on, he played all 16 games. He took all but 10 yep. snaps or whatever. Bill says, wait a minute, though. The, the other stuff matters, especially at quarterback. I'm not talking about, you know, a guy who gets beat up all the time, and I understand that, you know, the defensive end might need a breather because he's yep. Willie McGinnis. And you, my quarterback needs to be out there, and I should expect him to be out there. And when he's not, and i got to put Stid to run the offense for a day or two. It's not the same. It's not the same, and... I'm also starting the process with Stid running the once, yep. right? So I, as much as we say it hasn't cost him time, it did in Bill's eyes because I think Bill looks at it, there's three days during the week where I need him out there, 
and on Sunday. If he's missing two of those, it's starting to be an issue. Yep. And Bill, we know, is already believing. He's an old quarterback, and old quarterbacks don't last. Yep. He's lasted longer than Bill ever thought he would. For sure. But if Bill's starting to see the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday deterioration, he says it's only a matter of time before Sunday is now included in this missing of time. And and let's not blow off the OTA thing either. And, and because two years ago when he, he decided not to come to the voluntary portion and just the mandatory, and we threw all those quotes that he said were how this is where it starts, you know, like, okay, what changed? And, you know, well, I'm at a different stage in my life. It's all wonderful. It's true. Does Bill like it? No. Not one bit. Does, does Bill think, and so they won a Super Bowl. So then all the people, when we were talking about it and going crazy about it, all the fan people were like, oh, see, it didn't cost him. Right. But it did. The passing game wasn't very good. Bingo. And so this year he does it again. Oh, it didn't matter last year. Did it matter again this year? It did. Yes. It did matters. It? You know how I know it matters? Because no one tells us it matters more than Tom Brady. Bingo. When he's actually here and he yes. says, Every rep matters. Every drill matters. Every moment spent with your receivers and your teammates and your weapons Mm -hmm. matters, except when he's not here. And I think even if you could get him just to be, okay, put away the PR and just be honest, he knows it matters. It's just a a necessary evil. Or it's at this point in my life with Giselle and the kids, I have to do what I have to do. Right. As Fred Kirsch says, the great PU podcast is recording a few feet away. Yes, they are. If you want Tom Brady, this is Tom Brady. You get what you get. Or as Mike Reese once reported, when you take a player in, you take everything that comes with that player. Yep. So if you want Tom Brady, you miss Tom Brady in OTAs. That, that's just the reality. Now, I would be interested in, if this divorce happens, is he at OTAs wherever he goes? You would think he would have to be, right? I don't think he has to do anything. He's Tom Brady. You, yes, from a coaching perspective. <laughs> right. No, but I'm I Tom think, effing Brady. Right, but I The would new think, team, if I, you're the, the Chargers, you, you want to use me. Right? You want to yeah. use me. You want to use me. You want to put my face up. You want sure. to use my name in I'm every poster and mailing. Go ahead, use me. Guess what? I won't be at OTAs. That's just the reality of Tom Brady at age 43. Right? Yeah. Use each other. Sure. And but I, and then I would say that there will be some sort of there will be an issue for that team because he's he's not taking the time necessary right. to work with his players. And you can study. He can sit in his iPad in his living room when the kids go to bed. When he's when he's you know filling the tank back up again, right? And he can watch. Oh, this guy's real good here. But until you actually do it and consistently do it, that's why he and Edelman, you know, they don't they don't have to practice. And one guy knows where the other one's going right. to be and how he wants to run because they spent so much time together. But also, just the I think Montana addressed this going to a new team and the idea that yeah, you're Tom Brady and everybody knows you're a great leader and a great teammate and you've built this reputation. But those eighty nine guys that are out there working know that by touch or feel or they have no interaction so if i'm tyrod taylor and i'm running the show through otas and oh the king is here bow down brady actually showed up for june 3rd minicamp there's a weirdness to that there's an air to that and don't tell me some receivers wouldn't be like i don't know i thought tyrod was pretty good in otas why do we need brady like why do we need to bow down and sell our souls to the gift of football tom brady you never know how those dynamics play out in in a football team setting and you end up with you know, little groups of you know, Tyrod. I'd rather have Tyrod. Oh, we get Brady, especially if he does what I think he's going to do and commutes. And there's some level of Sunday night, I'm getting on a jet and I'm flying yeah. to Greenwich, and yeah. I'll see you guys Wednesday morning. Sure. The resentment, unless it's perfect. The one way to fix that, and it's it's a cliche for a reason, winning cures all. If week one is Patriots 2007 and you win 38-3, to mm-hmm. and the next week is 38-3, to Tom, we'll see you when we need you. Whatever, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. 
But if there are some hiccups, and my guess is there'll be hiccups, because there's no perfect situation for him to go to. There's no perfect no. situation. So, um, no, every, anywhere he goes, he's, he, you know, of all the rumored places, there's a, there's a whole level of teaching the offense to, to, to not only the players, but to the coaches themselves. Well, that's know, the other thing. He's not going in doing like, oh, I'm going to run, right. I'm going to run Chan Gailey's offense. What about my theory that he could? We know Tom Brady likes to have a chip on his shoulder, right? Yeah. Is there a better way to have a chip on his shoulder than to show up at a new place at 43 with new weapons and a new offense and say, I'm just here to have fun and play football. I'm going to run whatever Chan asks me to run. That's the ultimate chip. That's the ultimate bleep you to That's the whole bad. world, right? It's not bad. Suck your system right <laughs> here. Well, and didn't Bledsoe in the you know in some of the because I didn't watch it, but in some of the clips that I had had seen of it, Bledsoe wasn't he like you know clearly this relationship with Belichick and constantly grading on Tom has been a motivator for Tom. Now you're going somewhere else. Oh, they didn't want me. Right. They doubt me. Like, okay, like, maybe this is drafting Jimmy Garoppolo all over right. again. And maybe he just does whatever he's asked because he wants to just prove how right. good I can go anywhere, anytime. Right. I can take his ins and beat your ins or your ins and beat his yeah. ins kind of thing. And I think that would be the – now, I don't know if that's it. This Again, just two guys speculating. <laughs> yes. Okay, now I come from a radio station where I listen to one show, and Christian Fourier, who caught touchdowns from Tom Brady, yes. says it's a 99.6% chance he's out. He's gone ski I'm as per- Christian. I'm pretty much with him on that number, by the way. And then I listen to a different show, and the man who helped start it all with Tom Brady catching snowball touchdowns and Super Bowl, Jermaine Wiggins, says it's a 100% chance Tom Brady's coming back, which I think he's talking with his – Easty fanboy yes. heart more than anything else. So no one knows. I really believe that. I don't think anybody knows how this sure is going to play out. I'm, I'm not sure he totally knows. He doesn't. Tom I don't think they know. Because, you know, do they come to him and say, you know, whatever, March 15th and say, all right, Tom, we'll give you two years. You've wanted two years. We'll give you two years. We're giving you $17.5 million plus. All guaranteed. And $35 million, That's way below what I've been making. I know, but. See your completion percentage. Like, That's yeah, way below yeah, too. Right, and we need weapons. So I, you know, we're going to go out there, and I'm going to try to get Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper or whatever. Right. But I need money to do that. I can't pay you thirty. You're not playing like a thirty million dollar quarterback. No disrespect. You're forty three. Right. Like you can't watch my homes and then watch you. And then Tom says, "That's an insult. That's for you. I'm gone." Yeah, I. Or again, and we've talked about this too. But what's on the market? I think that's the big thing here. I think there's, and be I a think lot that's of- the card that Bill is playing. I think Bill thinks Tom is Dante Hightower. Oh, Dante, you think you're worth how much? Right. Go see. Good luck, Dante. Uh, Wait till they do an MRI on your shoulder and your knee. We'll see what they're offering. And then I think he's expecting Tom will say, Bill was right. The best offer I got was 2 and 40. And he says, 2 and 35. I'd be stunned. I kind of would, too. I think Bill's overplaying his hand because quarterback is different. Yeah. It's not a linebacker. It's a totally different piece. It's not just the position. But it's it's Tom Brady. No, I know, and that's what so I mean. You're no the, one, if you're the owner of a team and Dante Hightower's visiting, you may not even go down and, and right. check out the visit. Yeah. If you're the owner of a team and Tom Brady's visiting, yeah, you're taking pictures. With you're them. taking pictures. There's like it, the the yeah. building is a buzz. Like yep. it's just different. You're, you're sparing no expense. Right. And Bill, you may be right that he isn't worth whatever X team gives him, yep. but you don't set the market. I've always said this with Bill. He thinks he sets the market with what he knows. The market sets the market, and it's only one person. Whether that's Spanos, whether that's Davis, Bingo. Adams, whoever, whichever team, they they get to set the market, and it's I don't, I think they think Tom has an overinflated view of his value, 
and I think they're going to find that they have an underinflated. Oh, yes. We're not going back to Deflate Gate. I <laughs> no. apologize. I two didn't mean se- to go there. Two, two and seventy, I think, is going to be the sort of the benchmark. Two and seventy, thirty-five million dollars a year. Yep. Just think about it. There's a good sound drop they play on our station. Oh, he gone. <laughs> Oakland. Now yeah. Vegas. They don't love Carr. I no, know they've been. No, te- they? I know they've been telling Carr that they love him, but they don't love Carr. I kind of want him to go there because I think, um, I think that could be volatile with Gruden. I think they will have a very hot burning love early, and then, and then it could go south. Yep. There'll be passion. Yep. There will be passion, <laughs> and it won't be good. Uh, I could see the Chargers saying two and seventy, even if they draft uh, the Char- kid from from uh, right. Oregon. Why not? Yeah, that's the perfect scenario for them. Sure. Short and long term, as Bill would say. Yep. You sell some seats. The seats are full when your young quarterbacks here, but you might win some games in between. I think that I've always said the Chargers. Cause I think the Chargers, the little loophole there is, I think you can be part owner. I know they can't offer that. But that Spanos family is sort of like old school NFL, the Sullivans, and I just think he could go in there and and he made that little crack about ownership. Remember? Yeah. Uh, well, know, what about Miami? Would... There've been some rumblings about that. Where, where, where the um, my favorite guy in yours, Mike Florio, Pro Football yes. Talk, we we love him. Yes, um, of course. Damn. But he made some mention of it, and I know that it's sort of circulated. And again, it would make no sense from an offensive coordinator standpoint when you fire the guy that you know in Chad O'Shea. And hire Chan Gailey, but if your your point is, well, yeah, no, you know what? I'm just I'm going to do whatever. I can take yeah. the bumbling retired guy and make his offense work. <laughs> right, right, yeah. There's no better way to prove yourself. Yep. And I think Brady's all about proving himself. All those stupid things, the the, the crying, the long hair, the Brady six or whatever with the long. Hair. I went and walked around the neighborhood and cried because I was drafted. All of that. Yeah. That Brady can take over. Now I don't know if his body can still do, but his and, mind and, and his that's heart. The, and that's my. Tweet again. Everybody that I talk to thinks he's still a good quarterback, capable of great moments. But is it sustainable? You think he has any doubts now? Because I think he does. You know why? The elbow, if I remember correctly, the elbow is the root of the TB12 method yes. and the relationship with Alex Pereira. For sure. So he's been doing it forever, and probably pushed off these problems. Probably elongated his career along with his muscles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Except, even though you can't really elongate your muscles, easy, easy, easy. He's selling a business here. It's a product. You got to believe. But if the elbow is what you say, like it, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Doesn't he have to start to doubt whether the method can really overcome all? Well, if so, you know, he's with Tom House as well, and Tom House has done a ton of studies on this. And Tom House is this is why I believe they picked forty-five. Because in Tom House's breakdown of arms and throwing, and all, you know, he's obviously a baseball player, dealt with baseball players, and has now really moved into football, that his, all his studies said that 45 is when it just doesn't bounce. It doesn't come right. back. So that's why I believe that was always the number, because once he got with House, that's when all of a sudden 45, you don't just pick that up out right. of the thing. That was Tom House saying this, but okay, so now I'm about to be 43, and yeah, the elbow feels a certain way. And, again, you wake up some days, and I feel like, yeah, yeah, I can wing it today. And I wake up another day and go, hmm. Yeah, like me and my hip. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, we're not world-class athletes. Speak well, for yourself. <laughs> look, <laughs> Paul Perillo might be in the other room. Um, what sport is that? <laughs> Beer drinking? Yes, Miller Lite consumption. Diet Miller downing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. I think, and I, and I in part think some of his – mood this year wasn't just dissatisfaction with what was around him, but I think there was, he felt a little bit mortal. And maybe it's the first time in a long time. He is. 
you know, we all learn. I also, this is a side note, and I'm going to wrap this up because we've been babbling about a topic we weren't supposed to talk about <laughs> at all for a long period of time. And I know you're a fancy TV guy, and you got to get the TV and go pretend you like Crapsheet on the air. I love Crapsheet. Pretend that you take his words seriously when you clearly don't and all that. Retort. Just keep going. Oh, don't be such a wuss. <laughs> uh, where was I going? I don't know. Damn it, I had something good there. And then you just completely I lost like, it. You derailed me. I shots at crap I didn't, sheet. I didn't. I had to squeeze in the all. shots at yeah, crap I, sheet. And you I derailed yourself. Forgot where I was going. I don't know. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap up? <laughs> Should I have questions? I, like, I don't know. I asked you a bunch of questions. Um, should we tell the car story about story about my car? Yeah, let's tell the car story. Yeah, I just uh, you lighten it up. You had an accident, and the first words out of your mouth were "Oh dear." Yes, <laughs> I hit a deer. I hit a deer. I wasn't going very fast. Maybe. Tw- Maybe that was the problem. Maybe you should have accelerated through the deer. Yeah, it came bounding across to the left lane into my car, and I caught it with the right bumper. It bounced right back off, kept on going into the woods. Oh, it didn't even break stride? Oh, no, no, it kept The going. Gronk deer. So that's why I was like, oh. Okay. Your car's totaled and the deer kept going? Yeah. You have a pussy car. <laughs> well, it's dead now because it has been totaled. Wow. Yeah, so I went out. I looked at it. I was like, oh, the bumper's a little bit off, but no big deal. Pulled the hood. The hood, everything's good. Everything's fine. Drove the car for whatever, and. On the highway going 75 miles an hour, You're passing speeding. lane, I was speeding. speeding, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that was the noise. Exactly. Exactly. You hood, know what else the noise was? Yes. That was you pooping your much. pants. The hood latch must have come loose. Hood slams into the windshield. The hood does not break off, so now it's just stuck to the windshield. The windshield was splintered. Isn't this a scene from Tommy Boy or something? Pretty much, and I couldn't see. You can't see when the hood's in front of your windshield. Bees, bees everywhere. Save yourselves. <laughs> so I, I ducked off to the side, and mercifully, uh, 495 was busy but not crazy busy. People were and flipping you off. They're like, jackass, what are you doing? I had to go over three lanes again in the soft shoulder, and uh, yes, the deer won. My car has been totaled, so that has just been a whole kind of process. So now you're getting, what, like a Maserati or a big TV guy? I'm not, no. Get a fancy car. I will be buying a used vehicle. Going used, really? Yes. Big guy like you, network TV guy like you, I going used. Uh, I, I, um, I'm not a car guy. I'm not really a car guy either. I think that they serve their purpose to get from one place to the other, and I want to like Ernie be, Adams. Ernie I Adams want... used to have like a 1982 Toyota Corolla right. forever, ever. And then I saw him recently. You know what he's got now? A newer Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I had a 2002. I bought it new. The last car I bought new. 2002 Toyota Highlander. Bought, by the way, with the money made from 1510 The Zone. When I used to fill in for oh, Sean yeah. McDonough, who basically stopped working after three months, and I did it for like a year and made good, good money. A, Look at you buying yeah. a car with money, filling uh, money. I had that car for 11 years. Two hundred. And this is the one you totaled? No, no, no. What would you total? Ford Escape. Ford Escape. <laughs> Only the deer escaped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ford true. did not escape. But so, yeah, I'm going through that whole process, and it sucks. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you for doing our podcast since you don't do your own podcast this time of year. <laughs> the Ninko Show is, we're currently on hiatus. We will be back. You know I'm a listener. I enjoy the Ninko Show. Yeah. I don't listen to too many podcasts, but I don't understand why you don't get your name attached to it at all, that really. Was, can I tell you, that was my suggestion. Who, what, who, who? How about the Ninko Show with host Mike Giardi? No, that's what I say when I introduce it. Because, I mean, you're there. You're on TV. Sure. But semi-important. Nico's got 150,000 followers on Twitter. And, you know, like that's. So you have like, what, 50, 60, 80? 60. Okay, you're kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. You're on TV more than he is. I am. More often. I am. Now he gets to yuck it up with Brewski on NFL Live or whatever he does on ESPN. He's got the beard. He's kind of a big deal as an ex-player. But 
The further he gets from his career, the less relevant he is, whereas you're getting more relevant. Look at it that way. That's a fair point. I'm right? Gonna, I'm going to have to renegotiate. And if I were to rank the NFL Network personalities, you're in the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> How many are there? Let's see. So I'm going to tell you, Daniel Jeremiah would be a top one list. I like him. DJ. Yeah. DJ's good. Big fan. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, made, he's, he slid seamlessly into the Mike Mayock role for, yeah. for Combine. Does a nice job. Yeah, he does a really nice job. Some would say he does a better job. Than Mayock? Yeah, we'll see. See how it plays out. Well, Maybe we'll he'll run it. Okay, speaking of better job, uh, I think I did a better job hosting this podcast. If you hate Ryan Hannibal, this may have been your favorite <laughs> why, podcast why of gotta, the year. Why do you got to make him feel bad when he's well, not? I don't know if you know, a lot of people hate him. He gets pounded on Twitter like you wouldn't believe. Why? He can write, Tom Brady threw a seven-yard touchdown pass, and people will criticize the tweet. It's unreal the venom they have for him. Some people think he has a tone issue, but I've read some of the tweets. They didn't have a tone. They just hate him they for some like reason. It. It's weird. I think we deal with all that. It's just social media, though. Yeah, we, we all do. have our haters. We all have our haters. We all have our lovers. And if you love us, go to Apple Podcasts. Nice. Good segue. Leave a review. Five stars is preferable, but you can be honest. I'm not you know, just looking for five stars to, for you to talk crap out of your bum. If you don't love us, if you don't like Mike as our guest, maybe we'll have Paul Perillo coming. But feel free. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast, except Spotify. We're not on there because the company doesn't think we should be on there. It's a terrible <laughs> decision, but I just work here. It's above my pay grade. And follow us on Twitter, at OffDayPod. We will be back next week because unlike some podcasts, we do weekly, <laughs> even in the off season. Bam. Thank you, NFL Network's Mike Giardi. Thank you, sir. I'm Andy Hart. Peace out.